Hello and welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Tozak, women's transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, and embodiment mentor. Here to guide you on the journey of coming home to who you truly are so that you can live a life as the most authentic, abundant, and aligned version of you. By listening to this podcast, you will gain more self-awareness, break past your subconscious blocks, fear-based stories, and limitations that are holding you back from living the life that you truly desire. You can expect to walk away feeling more connected and aligned with your purpose, your body, and your authentic self. We will be having conversations about everything energy, mindset, emotional intelligence, shadow and inner child work, and the conversations that you need to hear to take a look within and reclaim yourself as a powerful being and conscious creator. By listening to this podcast, you will learn practical and implementable tools to help you create your life by design and not by default. I am so excited to have you here today. Now let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you today. I had the opportunity of interviewing Carrie Ford, who is a women's high-performance coach and holistic life coach. She's the founder and CEO of Elevate with Carrie. So it's an elite transformational coaching movement and luxury brand dedicated to serving and elevating women's emotional intelligence and whole body high performance. She takes a unique approach to programs that have transformed the lives of thousands of women across the globe. She's an international motivational speaker, author, event host, and global authority on women's wellness. She's spoken alongside 50 other top industry experts, neuroscientists, doctors, authors, and everyone in the personal development industry. So she's had the experience of coaching over 12 years and she's hosted on Jillian Michaels wellnesses retreats worked with celebrities such as Allison Sweeney NBC's The Biggest Loser Jennifer Love Hewitt Laura Preprin from The 70s Show Kaylee Cuco from CBC's Big Bang Theory and so many other incredible people so Carrie has a very high-end clientele and she's worked with some of the world's top female CEOs of multi-million dollar companies, other self-made millionaires, and other influential public figures. She's also advanced, has advanced training behavior specialist and she was awarded the IFAH as one of the top 100 global visionaries. Carrie's been featured around the world on entrepreneur.com, the Huffington Post, self.com, NBC, USA Today, Livestrong, and other major publications. She's also the co-creator of a nearly million dollar company called Shift with Sanctuary, which is the number one inner circle experience for the 1% women. Carrie's mission is to help women define success on their own terms and lead leaders into a life that they love through transformational experiences. She creates incredible retreats, transformational coaching, and she's just got such beauty and grace and wisdom. And I'm so excited to be able to share her with you guys today. I highly, highly suggest following along with her through her websites, her retreats, and on Instagram at I am Carrie Ford. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the episode and welcome Carrie to the podcast. Here we go. I am so excited to have the beautiful Carrie Ford on the podcast with me today. And I am so excited because I met her through my previous coach, Jake, and these two are in a beautiful, conscious, loving relationship. And she is 
such a powerful woman. You can just see it in her energy, her light, her way of being, the people she brings together, the magic she's created. And it is such an honor. And I'm so, so excited to have you here today. So thank you for coming on the show, Carrie. Thank you, Taylor. My honor, my honor. So I'd love to start by just telling the listeners a little bit about you, what you do, and what got you to where you are today. Mm. So I am the 1% woman coach. I holistically coach women through life and what their bigger why is. Um, But I didn't start that way. How I started was as a personal trainer. That was my first taste of coaching. So I was on the gym floor, doing all the things, getting my certifications. But I also happened to stumble into the right place at the right time because my first personal training experience also happened to be a celebrity gym. Mm -hmm. So I was shadowing some of the best, amazing, amazing trainers in the industry. Um, And I ended up training some really cool celebrities. So Kaylee Kukuo, Ali Sweeney, um, Laura Prepon. Those are just a few names that y'all might know. And uh, from there, I started to oscillate because I saw that I was exchanging time for money. And I thought, well, how can you actually like make a very abundant living doing this if I'm literally feeling like I'm working all day and I'm capped at a specific hourly rate. Um, Beyond that too, I got curious as I was healing through my own disordered eating and uh, ideals of perfectionism and masking, I got really curious around behavioral patterns Mm. and what happened outside the container of the 12 weeks that people had committed to me in those training sessions. And they would revert back to old behaviors and Um, it felt like it was more about, uh, what was going on outside the workouts. And so, um, years later I had a a spiritual awakening and that was the thing that cracked my heart wide open in the most painful, but also the most beautiful of ways. Um, and it launched me into an accelerated path, uh, to where I am now, which is coaching very successful women into what their success gets to mean for them. Mm, I love that. I love that. And what a beautiful journey. So with your spiritual awakening, would you say that it was one specific thing that cracked you open or was it an unfolding that happened there for you? It was one thing. And then after that, it felt like an avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, okay, I guess we're really, we're really doing this. Um, first it started as my divorce. I was Mm -hmm. married for almost nine years with him for 12. We have two beautiful kids together and he's an awesome dad, but I also was like, something is telling me I can't stay. Um, and it just felt like I was being pulled in a completely different path that he wasn't part of. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I, I firmly believe that, that Jake is my divine partner. And we met on that, in fact, very path that I was pulled to be on and, and there he was. So, um, but yeah, that divorce was the thing that, that really started the breakdown of everything as I knew it. And then from there, it was the corporate consulting gig and it was, I mean, what I was doing with my life purpose, it was, it was literally everything just was felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath me. Yeah. And how did you know that it was time for you to really let that go and find the courage within yourself to let go of what you probably thought should have been your life and decide to go in something completely different and probably with a lot of uncertainty as well. Oh man, this is a tough one because a lot of people have asked me, how did you know to leave? How did you know? 
um, that this was the end. And I don't think there's a single answer other than I knew I couldn't stay. Mm. So the only other option is you, you get have to go. Um, because if I stayed, it felt like I was dying a slow death and it had nothing to do with him in fact, and everything to do with who and where I was called to be. Um, it, so yeah, that was, that was the thing I knew that I couldn't stay. Mm. And that was all I knew. Did you know what was next? Nope. No idea. And I remember, uh, around that time, God revealed himself to me because although he's always been in relationship to me, I didn't know it (laughs) (laughs) until, until this was the catalyst for that. And, um, that was when it was really revealed that like, oh, this is what surrender is. Like, I feel completely powerless here and I know I'm going to be okay. Mm. So where did you find that you tapped into that trust? Was it something that came inside of you or was it something that you noticed started to show outside of you? Both. Both. And I asked for signs. There they were. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I, I don't think I've ever felt, unless only like back in my childhood, yeah. I don't think I ever felt so guided before or so in touch with myself and what was around me as a reflection of me. And I just thought, well, this is, this is interesting. Uh, and it became so glaringly clear the steps that I got to take, but I only ever had the next step. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about surrender and faith is it requires you to take the next step without seeing the whole staircase. And so that's all I had. And that had to be enough. Mm-hmm. And there was really nowhere else for me to go. So the other thing about the divorce is, you know, people are like, well, how did you know and make that tough choice? I was like, honestly, the choice felt like it had been made for me. Mm. And I don't mean that from a victim consciousness. I really mean that from um, a place of like, this was the only path that I was ever meant to walk down. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful. So do you feel like in life, we have a divine plan and a divine path that we are meant to walk down, but sometimes we stray away from that and get caught up on that path? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's a way that you are created to be. And there's a way that I'm created to be. And you know what? You and I might even have the same title. We might even coach in the same thing, but how you say it and your energetic frequency is your specific blueprint or fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Just like the way that I say something, it might be the same kind of message is completely different and unique because it's from my energetic frequency. And so that's the really beautiful thing where competition doesn't exist mm-hmm. and only you can do the thing you do, how you do it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so amazing to, to realize that. And the, the deeper we tap into who we be and how we were created to show up in that, the more abundance, the more, the easier it gets, the more peaceful it feels. Um, the pain and suffering occurs when we aren't listening. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? So a lot of my listeners find that they don't know what their purpose is. So the question comes, what is my purpose and what am I supposed to do? What would you tell them for someone who is on the path of really discovering who they are, what they're wanting to do, but maybe they're not quite listening or they don't quite know what they quote unquote should be doing? Yeah, I think um, I would call them out and say that's bullshit because you actually know the whisper in your heart. You're just ignoring it or you've suppressed it for so long. You don't know how to access it again. What is the thing you lose time with that feels like there is no such thing as time when you're doing it, do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that what got you onto the path of what you do now? 
I knew I was guided to help people. Mm-hmm. I knew the version of me that existed needed me now to show up for her. Mm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so this, this is exactly what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a really free feeling. Um, the thing is, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like how I thought it would. I knew this in my soul of souls, right? I was always kind of this little three-spirited child um, into analyzing dreams and uh, wearing dream catcher earrings. And then at a certain point, you're like, well, let's put that away. We got to grow up and we got to go to college and here's what I should do and the order I'm supposed to do it in. And here's this box checklist that someone else gave to me. And let me just check these off because that's where my fulfillment and happiness comes from. And this is just according to the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I got lost mm-hmm. and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so becoming unlost for you, what did you find as the thing that you always come back to that keeps you in your alignment? Mm. Visualization, as interesting as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Meditation, um, in that meditation and, you know, with sanctuary, this, the retreat experience that I created with Lauren Zoller for women, we saw it happen before it occurred. Mm -hmm. So I, if I am always enrolled of like this other timeline that already exists in my vision, I'm already there. Mm -hmm. Now it's just recognizing and aligning my identity to shift into that. And the faster Mm -hmm. I've been able to stay anchored in it mm-hmm. to where I am now. And also the vision I see and knowing that that actually is true. Yeah. Cause that's the part that people don't listen to. They're like, Oh, that's a dream someday, one day in another lifetime, or that feels impossible or super like down the line. And, but actually it exists like right here. You just have to choose to allow it. Mm. When you say choose to allow it, do you feel, so this is something that I've noticed in like the manifestation law of attraction world is sometimes people feel as though they just need to wait for things to happen. (laughs) What would you say to that? Well, I'm laughing because we don't like sit on a rock and meditate and like wait for stuff. Yeah. Um, You have to feel it. It's like saying affirmations, like I am wealthy Uh, money comes to me. And it's like, but do you feel that on a soul fucking level? Like, do you feel it? Does that exist in your emotional body as a reality that has been realized, even though with your eyes, it doesn't look like it's occurred. That's the difference. So staying in that energy frequency of it's occurred, it is for me. I trust it. And I am free falling into it with everything I've got. Mm -hmm. That's how it actually manifests, not speaking random words that you don't feel in your body. Mm, I love it. So then for someone who is trying to figure out their path and figure out what's their truth and what's their purpose and what's aligned with them. What would you say would help them tap into something that is that emotional activation in their body, helping them figure out, okay, this is my truth rather than just trying to take something that is from someone else. Like, you know how you see people and they're like, oh, well that could be fun. Or she's having a good time doing that. And she looks like she's living on purpose. So maybe I should start doing those things too. So yeah. How do you help people differentiate between their truth and their authentic expression versus what they think they should be doing? Ooh, what a great question. (laughs) Because how many times, even at every level, I will tell you of success, 
you think, well, maybe now it's time to do webinars or mm-hmm. like, maybe I should be doing funnels. Like she made a lot of money in a Facebook group. Should I be doing that? Yeah. The minute you use the word should, that's an indication. And the other thing is, is like in your body, truth feels unshakable. It is a, an expansive open, but yet powerful stir of energy in your heart center that you will feel is like, there is no other, but should, could, would it's just, it just is. It's like the sky is fucking blue mm-hmm. and argue with that. No, it can't. So that feeling is, you can tell me all day. And one of my clients actually, she has this, uh, thing around pickles. She's like, I hate pickles. And I compare everything to like my pickle theory, because you're not going to convince me that like, suddenly I might like pickles. Like I hate them. So she goes, if my truth is I don't like pickles, everything else gets me my base, my baseline compared to that. Because listen, if I'm unshakable in my not liking pickles, I get to equally be unshakable in like my truth, moving forward in my business, my price point type of clients I work with, and I'm unavailable for anything else. Mm, mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. So basically find the thing that, you know, you, you don't like, and you know, that you're anchored in and compare anything that feels misaligned to that. Yeah, you can do that. And I would encourage if something does feel really truthful to you, um, like, Oh, that feels right. Mm-hmm. feels good to me. Where do you notice that in your body? Mm-hmm. What is that sensation? And then know how to find your way home again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are coming back around to the idea that our home is ourselves and our body. Is that something that you always had a connection to, or is that something that you have been learning and coming back to over the years? Coming back to, um, I was historically, um, the person that would, when I spoke up at a table, everyone would start speaking to each other amongst themselves. And I'd be like, no one's literally, I would just sit there and be like, literally no one is listening to me. Or I would be the friend that overgave and became a doormat for favors and, you know, people pleasing. Um, it, it just showed up in all areas of my life. So not listening to myself and being programmed, I will say into, um, self-abandonment and self-betrayal being glorified, like, Oh, look how generous she is because she did this for someone. So, but it's at the cost of yourself. That's actually not generous or compassionate at all. That's the difference. But so this coming home to my body, um, I always was in touch with my body, like just as an athlete in terms of physicality, but the spiritual body and my connection to my soul was not what it is today. Uh, learning to listen, uh, versus having arrived in a situation or after the fact being like, I knew better. I knew when I met the person I knew I ended up in situations where I was like, I'm uncomfortable. And I knew that this wasn't for me. Why did I say yes? I mean, how many of us have ended up in, and it's like, I know this, and especially as women, we, you know, this is our sixth sense. That's your intuition. So listen the first time and nur- nourish that because ego speaks first and loudly and intuition speaks second and quietly. It's a whisper, but the more you listen, the more you practice who you be. And that gets to, that starts to not necessarily always speak first, but definitely becomes more noticeable. And you're like, oh yeah, hold on a second ego. Let me listen to this. I'm going to go here. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the sentence that you're saying? I love it. Practice who you be. What does that mean to you? Yeah. Mm. So a lot of sourcing that people 
do mm-hmm. is based on accolades, achievements, external validation, approval. Like what if nobody was watching? Mm-hmm. What if you had no likes on a post? Like, would you still be doing the same thing? How does it feel in your body to be in that energy? Because again, it's the truth is unshakable. It need no defending. And so if you're in that place, then you're operating from a place of authenticity. When you're operating from a place of authenticity, you're a magnet to everything that is meant for you. So when people ask me how I get clients or what ads I run, I don't run ads. Everything has been organic. Everything has been organic. And we've built a few streams of revenue, one of which is nearly a million dollars. So you just are a match energetically for the right things. Now this requires inner healing work Mm -hmm. because it requires a process of shedding and really discerning what is yours and what is not, because how can you be yourself if you don't know who you are? Yeah, you can't. You really and can't. You're listening to all this other chaos and noise, right? And I mean, imprints of other people's expectations. And I mean, something else layered on there. That's a, like a report card of performance and the accolades that somebody else chose you. Like, what if that didn't exist? Who are you without that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a really great question to ponder on for everybody. Really great question. Who are you without everything that you do? And who are you without everything that everybody else expects of you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the answer gets to be everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by a being. A being is an embodiment. Mm -hmm. I love that. When you were doing your process of unraveling and deconditioning did you find that there was a voice or rule that you had that was the loudest oh you mean the continuation of this work yes (laughs) jake and i had lunch today with uh, a fellow colleague in the space and we were saying it's the mountain that has no top i mean and thus is the journey of personal development so um this unraveling is you, you never, you don't arrive. You just get to be more yourself than you've ever been. And of course there's, there continues to be, okay, what's real in this moment, mm. right? Who's in charge? Am I letting fear drive the bus or am I leading from a place of my truth? And that is a process to continually examine and get clarity around. Um, so in that process, and, and many of us that have done a lot of, of healing work or have done a few cycles of it are familiar with you know, the contraction before the expansion, the, the confusion before the clarity. Uh, and you feel like, what am I doing with my life? And this is a mess. And like, who am I even? Uh, and you'll experience that at every up level as well, because you've never been there before. Yeah. Meaning you've never been that much of yourself before. Mm, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. So one of the things that I've heard from clients and friends and people in the space is why am I here again? Similar to what you were talking about earlier, because sometimes it's like we have this expectation on ourselves to be there and to arrive and to get to this place. And especially when we have done so much of the work and you find yourself meeting another pattern or another layer, or your ego is loud again, or you're just coming back to essentially that place that you've already experienced. What would you say to those people? Could be two things. One is is this a lesson you are not listening to? Because if you're getting more of the same, it's because you're doing the same thing. It's time to break the pattern, interrupt it, and choose something new to establish a new groundwork. 
So that could be one. If you're repeating a lesson, same, it's like the same lesson, different people. It's always like the same guy that we find ourselves attracting. Like, okay, really get curious about yourself here because that's a blaring red flag for something that's probably within you that still has yet to be healed and freed. Mm. The other thing is these patterns and generational traumas in my experience and opinion, don't go away fully. You just learn to embrace the shadow side better to mm-hmm. integrate it for acceptance, compassion, and empathy. So it's like, Oh, uh, there's that. And it's a little less prickly than it was before in that trigger. And I just know what my need is here at this point. I'm really familiar with this part of me. And I really just, I need love. I need a hug. I need reassurance. I need to be with myself. Right. And you just get familiar with those sides of you that don't feel like they're allowed to be there. So yes, there is a letting go. And there's also an integration of inviting that in because that's very loving. Mm-hmm. Extremely loving. When it came to you and your patterns, what did you find was the best way for you to shift out of it when you notice yourself in it again? Let's just say you're meeting the same lesson over and over. You find yourself going back there. Yeah. um, You brought awareness to, or did you find that you needed external support for someone to be like, Hey, do you see this in yourself as well? At first I needed a lot of guidance Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I was perpetuating the separation by not letting that part be there because it felt impure and dark Mm -hmm. or scary or like overwhelming. I mean, mostly overwhelming. I would say it was like, Oh my gosh, it feels like my world is ending. Um, and this is like, feels very real. And yet I know it's a fear or it's egoically driven or it's something like historic in me. It's not really what's going about going, what's not about what is actually happening in this moment. Yeah. So I mean, I needed guidance more, but now that I'm mastered, I would say an emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, I need some gentle guidance and I continue to do housekeeping, if you will, by having mentors and coaches and therapists, but I am much more adept at identifying what those things are and why they're there now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like understanding why they're there is very important for you? Yes and no. Some people get carried away with the story and the person and they did, you know, take the finger, yeah. point back at yourself. What is this showing you? What it, how are they revealing something within you? Forget who it is and what they said. It's just like, how do you feel? What is the message that you're receiving from this? And I kind of liken it to uh, a game, like in the matrix, you know, um, where you're like, man, I'm just, you ever get those like clusters? I'm sure you've had this Taylor, like clusters of micro themes happening. And you're like this again. And it's like in three, four days and you're like, got it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just kind of like observe. And then you're like, this is revealing to me this. And I get to make a new choice here. Um, but yeah, it's like, what's happening in the matrix? Because if you think about it, like a video game, it becomes very impersonal and you're just like, oh, got it. It'd be fun too. This can be fun. This can well, be fun. yeah. Fun. Just defining perspective, <laughs> maybe fun, <laughs> but you know, sitting with that splinter is also part of the healing as well. It's not about, let me get rid of this and heal through it as fast as possible. It's like, I'm just going to actually sit in the discomfort and allow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you find growing up and before you learned more about your spiritual self and connected with God and connected with your body that you your level of emotional intelligence was 
where would you say it was in comparison to where it is now? (laughs) If you told me half the shit I would be talking about creating, doing, living, like no fucking way, no way, no way. Um, and it's always ever an unfolding, but my consciousness couldn't have handled this level of expansion. Um, no, I was very, I, I chose, I realized in certain moments to go to sleep because it made me feel like I fit in or I belonged because on some level, I always kind of felt like a juxtaposition. You know, I was in AP classes mm-hmm. and I also wasn't hard, like tough to look at. So it was creating a very, it was like, who am I based mm-hmm. on labels, you know? Um, and especially in high school where that's prevalent, most people are you know, here's the dumb cheerleader. Here's the smart geeky person. Here's the weird art person. I felt like I was all three in some ways. So it was, it was really tough to, to identify who I was in all of that layering. So yeah, I I did not have, and this was, there wasn't, I would say conscious partnership modeled to me Mm -hmm. either. So where did you learn about conscious partnerships and relationships from then? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you're constantly learning about it when you start doing your inner healing journey, because you're focusing on the relationship to yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just a reflection of where you're at with mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say there is a new level of mastery to be had. Uh, once you get very good at healing on your own, uh, it's easy to regulate your nervous system and do things like that by yourself. But then you throw a partner in the mix. That's just like, boop, boop, boop. I'm going to press on all your deepest wounds and pour some salt in it, swirl it around. And you're just like, fuck, this is hard. Yeah. Incredibly hard. So hard. Different level of mastery altogether. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like, we can heal, we can heal on our own to a point. And then we need someone else to actually show us the things that we probably haven't been looking at by being on our own as well. So Mm -hmm. in terms of your relationship with Jake, did you feel like you were prepared for the relationship going into it, or was it something that came to you unexpectedly and you had to prepare by being in it? No, I was ready for it. Mm-hmm. I called it in. I had decided, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know it was him like, but it was just like, Oh, there you are. Yep. It's you. I mean, there was a lot of fear though, too, at the same time for both of us, um, in our first container of our relationship. And unfortunately that fear kind of got the better of us. And at the same time, it was really a gift because we needed that time apart to get clarity where we felt overwhelmed in our nervous systems. And so, um, now it's very clear to me Mm -hmm. that he's my person and, um, our life purpose and ascension together is to be in it together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What do you feel makes it so clear to you now in comparison to maybe past relationships that you have had? Mm. Responsibility mm. for ourselves, mm-hmm. vulnerability to share things. Um, and I mean, having all the conversations around things that you don't, I mean, just the, the, the minute, it's like micro healing at this point, but like it kind of, you know, the experience that I'm having is this or the feeling I'm having is that, I mean, to talk about those things in the past in relationships, it would be like, oh, this is dramatic or it's too much or, um, yeah, I don't, we don't feel that way. And, you know, we're committed to that kind of work. And so Mm -hmm. the other thing being that, um, our 
our life purpose has been running on a parallel for quite a bit of time now. And now it feels like a different level of merging is occurring, which is really beautiful. That's exciting. That's exciting. Cause you guys are bringing your retreats and everything together now at this point in time. Is that- we will at some point and how that yeah. looks, we are asking for clarity. Um, but it's been, I knew, I, I knew that it was at some point. And so we'll see how that transpires. Exciting. That's exciting. So when it comes to hard conversations that you have with Jake, let's just talk about that for a second, because, um, a lot of the time, I think, especially women do feel like they're being too dramatic or too much or too emotional or too anything for their current partner. And maybe they're, maybe they're currently with someone who isn't at the same level of consciousness or personal development, or has been doing the same amount of work as Jake, How would you say that they could approach that in a way that is not only supportive of them and their nervous systems, but also to their partner as well, that could kind of guide them to grow with them without taking on the role of I'm responsible for this relationship and for my partner? Yeah, I mean, I think hiring a a guide, a coach, a mentor that specializes in conscious couples Mm. is really important because there's a, there's a, it's there's a nuance there because there's what I think I hear. And then there's actually the truth of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side, which is what I think, what he thinks he hears and the truth of what's happening. So mm-hmm. are we going to be in relationship to what we think is happening? Or are we going to be in relationship to what's actually happening? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's the layer under the layer. And if you can start to, and, and be committed to your own inner work, right. Um, you can only meet somebody at the, the level at which you've met yourself and understanding like that doesn't go away. It's not like, Oh, I've, I'm done now. Uh, no, if you want a conscious partnership, get ready to turn over every rock you never wanted to turn over because you will find the most hidden and dark places within yourself that you're like, damn it. Can I just hide and go just be unconscious for just a minute here? Yeah. Sometimes I was actually thinking about this uh, a few weeks back about how sometimes it seems like it's easier to be asleep and to be unconscious, but it's actually so much harder because life is so much harder when you're there because it's like, instead of feeling like you're the one who's the creator, you feel more like the victim and everything's happening to you rather than you having influence and impact over all of it. And uh, the relationship that I'm in right now is the most conscious relationship. And it's incredibly challenging because I I noticed the trigger and I'm like, there's the part of me that wants to blame him, but I'm like, no, you, you're just reflecting back to me what I've already experienced before. And how can I be radically honest and responsible about this and talk about all the little things that may seem like they're, they're little things, but they're, they're significant because if, if we don't talk about them, that's like the resentment, the frustration, the, the disconnect starts to happen. And that's when everything just boils up over the rug and we do need to leave. Yeah, exactly. And it starts with just baby steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, the question you can ask like to anyone that's listening is what would I normally do? And if your normal response is typically to shut down, then choose something in opposition to that and start taking steps to experience something new and different in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for someone who is in it with themselves right now in mm-hmm in business, in relationship, in life, and they're maybe feeling like they're not fully in alignment or they're not being entirely authentic to themselves. What would you say is the first step for them? You got to let it go. You're out of integrity with yourself. 
You got to let it go. You're only blocking your ability to receive everything that's meant for you. And let me tell you, it's fucking magical. So let go so that you can receive. Mm -hmm. And then if they are resisting letting go, what What are they afraid of? What are they afraid of? of? It's okay to be afraid. The fear doesn't go away, Mm -hmm. but you get to lead with faith over fear Mm -hmm. and know that again, magic awaits. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to be, um, kind of esoteric I mean it literally literally like that's the world I live in Mm -hmm. miracles and magic and things and I didn't know were possible yeah but that's why they are because I'm open to it Mm -hmm. because you're open to it the faster you let go to what you think is the quicker you can actually step into who you're meant to be and how that gets to show up because I'm going to guess whatever they're holding on to is it doesn't feel good. They know they've outgrown it. They know it's stale, stagnant, stuck, holding them back, playing small. Mm-hmm. And they're ready. They're ready for that. They know you just have to let go. Mm-hmm. Better on the other side. Mm. I love it. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful, simple, and so elegant. It's beautiful, beautiful words and advice. So I'd love for you to tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing now, what your current endeavors and adventures are and where they can find you all of that magic. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Carrie Ford, K-E-R-I or elevate with Carrie.com. The website's kind of going through an up level, but again, when you're in this work, it's constantly an accelerated up level. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can find me there. Um, currently, Um, I don't have any spots for my one-to-one, but we are running one last launch of an embodiment program called the wellness collective, where we learn to love ourselves from the inside out. And we, we heal, uh, food and body traumas. So we do some processes called food mapping and body speak within that container. Again, using my, uh, training around holistic life coaching, behavior change specialist, um, and also like weight management type stuff. So that's going to be super fun. And that launches in December and then doors are going to close on that forever. It's a six month commitment and it's such a beautiful community. The other thing that I'm in creation of right now is shift with sanctuary, which is for the 1% woman, we create luxury exotic experiences um, in really cool places because we can. And we also have a group program that's called the inner circle uh, on the back end of that, that they can choose to be part of. It's a year long commitment. And we take you through a 12 month Ascension journey with myself and my business partner, Lauren Zoller. So just got done renting a private Island in British Virgin islands. Um, And it was, it was so, it was so amazing. My heart was full and to watch them show up as a result of the experiences and the transformation they had on the Island has been such a gift. So yeah. Powerful. Oh, chills. I get chills hearing you talk about it and everything. So yes, if you're listening, go check out Carrie. She is amazing. Her content, her energy, everything's amazing. And just thank you for showing everybody the magic that can be created through the process of connecting with yourself and letting go of anything that's not, not true to you. So thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you. It was such an honor and pleasure to have you on today. And I will, we'll see you on Instagram.
Perfect. All right. Thank you.